We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What up, listener? We wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this Blue Wire podcast. Be sure to show your support to this pod by subscribing and dropping a five-star review on iTunes, a follow on Spotify, or the appropriate dap for any other platform you might be listening on. And if you're enjoying this show, chances are you'll like one of our 75 other sports podcasts. Find more shows you'll love at BlueWirePods.com. Thanks again for listening, and now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. We're talking Super Bowl props and getting ready for the big game on Roto-Viz Radio. What's up, Roto-Viz? Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Roto-Viz Radio, brought to you by my bookie. I'm Dave Cabin, Senior Fantasy Analyst at Roto-Viz. I'm joined by the Editor-in-Chief of Fantasy Labs, part of the Action Network, Matt Friedman. What's going on, Matt? How are you? I'm good. Uh, just, you know, pulling up my spreadsheets, uh, looking at Super Bowl props and all that business. Nice. So currently what I'm seeing is the Chiefs favored by two points. Um, with how well you, and how closely you pay attention to anything, has there been anything in the movement in the line that's been surprising since we last talked or have things kind of stuck to the status quo? No, things are pretty much, uh, you know, where they were when we last spoke, you know, anywhere from one to two point favorites for the Chiefs in a line, uh, a total of anywhere from 54 to 55. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, that that total might get a little bit higher. Um, but, uh, I mean, it's, it's unreal how, how much money is on the, the over right now. Uh, 82% of the bets, if you look in the action network app, 82% of the bets, 88% of the money is on the over. Uh, and it's, you know, public money. I could see that number going higher. And at which point, uh, 
sharper betters would probably take the under and drive that number back down a little bit but uh i will probably be on the under for this game but i'm just waiting to bet it till uh till the number moves a little bit higher yeah i hear that uh well like we've said before if there's a game that you're looking to get in on this whole betting game the one that it might make the most sense on is the super bowl i think this is going to be a really fun game i'm going to start off here by bringing up what I think for many people is one of the more fun things to speculate about. But Super Bowl MVP, I find this to be a pretty interesting game here because in the history of the Super Bowl, or as long as I went back and inspected, there has not been a tight end that has won the MVP award. Obviously, we have two very talented tight ends that play significant roles on their two teams. So, I think it would be really interesting if we were to see one of these tight ends make their way into uh, the running there. Of course, we all know that things are very slanted towards quarterbacks for the Super Bowl MVP. Um, As you would expect, Matt, Patrick Mahomes, the favorite, he is at minus 110. Garoppolo plus 275. Mostert plus 650. Damian Williams plus 1900. George Kittle plus 1200, Tyreek Hill plus 1900, Travis Kelsey plus 2100. Did any of those names stand out to you as guys that you like given the odds? Yeah, so I think you kind of want to think about like what are the circumstances under which this guy would have a real shot of winning the award? Uh, and so if if the Chiefs win, and the Chiefs right now are, uh, if you look at the money line, they're minus one twenty-one favorites to win. So, like you know, pretty close to fifty-fifty, but they're they're favored to win. Um, if they win, I think the odds are really high that Mahomes is the guy who wins the MVP because it's hard to imagine them winning without him having a pretty good game. Like maybe uh, Tyree Kill goes off. And uh, has you know multiple touchdowns, and he's the guy who wins the MVP. But I think even in that scenario, Mahomes would still have a pretty decent chance of winning because he would be the guy passing the ball, and you know maybe he gets another touchdown throwing to Kelsey or something like that. So uh, I think you probably want to think of uh, investing in Mahomes to win MVP, and you said plus one ten or plus one fifteen. Right. Uh, Mahomes actually was minus 110. That's that number is ludicrous. And you can you can find better numbers out there if you shop around <laughs> just a little bit. But yep. uh plus 110, plus 115, that's where he is uh in a lot of books. Um that's a decent number if you are betting on the Chiefs to win. Um I don't really like Garoppolo quite as much um because I think there are other paths like Mostert and I think the number you mentioned was maybe like plus 560 but you can find him at like plus 900 at some book so obviously shop around but um, Mostert at plus 900 I actually like quite a bit um, because the 49ers are a run heavy team they are going against a team that is weak in run defense you could see a scenario because we saw it last week where the 49ers win a game uh, it's two weeks ago 49ers win a game and uh, Garoppolo does very little uh, to contribute to that victory. So uh, Mostert, I actually like quite a bit at plus 900. All right, that's that's a fair assessment. Uh, like you said with Tyreek Hill, I think it's very easy to see a number of scenarios where he could be that guy. But of course, 
a lot of that would be in conjunction with Mahomes. Like you mentioned, I think Garoppolo is kind of a tricky one to to place a pretty a pretty big claim on. Um, Tyron Matthew. <laughs> Uh, I'd like to make a case, but I can't. Also, another just historical factor, uh, seven wide receivers have won the MVP, seven running backs, and again, 29 at quarterback. So, you know, the odds are kind of slanted towards the fact that uh, if the Chiefs do win, like you said, it will be Mahomes. Quick reminder to head over to rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. Take advantage of the 10% off listener only discount. Gear up for dynasty season. Uh, Get ready for best ball leagues and then make your way into redraft draft season. We'll have you covered on all of that stuff. I want to start off now uh, with Raheem Mostert and some of the expectation for him, if you will. Uh, Before I give you what the over under I'm looking at is for his rushing yardage, what do you think would be a reasonable expectation for him to put up on the ground in this game? That is a good question. Um, I think 68 and a half is a pretty decent number for uh, his expectation. And honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if he went above that even. Um, Because even like we don't know for sure that Tevin Coleman is going to play. Even if he does play, he's almost certain not to be at 100 percent. And so I think Coleman has uh, sorry, Mostert has a floor of like 12, 12 and a half carries. But like, I think you could see it approach like 15 to 17. So uh, if he hits that, given the defense he's running against, I think he has a pretty good shot to uh, to get close to 100. Yeah. So the line that I'm looking at. it has his over under for rushing attempts at 17 and a half. Interestingly wow. enough, minus 115 both ways. And then total rushing yards are 80 and a half, which again is wow. a, a minus 115 both ways. That that number has moved up. And I should say, I mean, again, I'll just say uh, for something like this, be sure to shop around as much as you can. I was able to find uh, Mostert's line at 60 and a half uh, earlier uh, in the week. Um, and so that's, uh, that's one that is very attractive if you are right to, uh, to bet the, the over. Yeah. I mean, for the 80 and a half, like I'd still be tempted to take it, but, but you do have to have a scenario where he gets above 15 pretty comfortably. Yeah. I would think 80 and a half is high. That's high. Yeah. That is pretty high. And the other thing is, um, you just don't know what this game flow is going to be like. Like, that's the thing that I kind of have been going back and forth on my head is how much of a shootout this really could be. Cause I'm not really convinced that it's going to play out like that. I know we saw the Niners score a lot of points against the Packers, but this game could go a very different direction, which makes it pretty tough. Now, um, as far as most start scoring a touchdown goes, Matt, the, uh, or the, um, your payout for Mostert scoring a touchdown plus 165 minus 210 that he doesn't score a touchdown. I kind of feel like I'd be more inclined to think that he does score a touchdown in this game than he does not. You said plus 165 minus 210? Yep. Yeah, so uh, plus 165, you have to assume that, uh, so just to kind of break down like what that means in terms of percentages, um, that's 37.7%. Uh, as the implied probability. So in order to get value on that bet, you have to assume that he's going to score a touchdown 
more than 37.7% of the time if this game were played out, you know, like multiple times. Um, I think he has a pretty decent chance of doing that. Like, I actually, I like the value on the over there. Nice. Um, all right, so moving over to the Chiefs, Damian Williams' total rushing attempts are at 13 and a half with the yardage at 50 and a half. I, uh, I love this. Uh, I would smash, Me too. I would smash the over. Uh, you, was, what was the number you said? 11 and a half? Uh, 13 and a half. 13 and a half. 13 and a half. Yeah. So I saw it at 11 and a half earlier in the week. It's going to continue to, to move up. I think you can grab it where it is now. I think he has a pretty good chance of getting up to, you know, like 14 and a half, 15. Um, so I, I like it quite a bit where it is. Yeah. I, I was pretty, uh, keen on that when i saw that the 15 and a half i think very achievable now to uh sorry just to give some uh some context to these these numbers um in his 10 games uh with a snap share of at least 60 percent and keep in mind over the past two games in the playoffs he's had a combined snap share of like 90 percent a little over 90 percent so like we are well south of that threshold and what I think he's likely to do in this game. But in his 10 games with the Chiefs, with a 60% snap rate going back to last year, he's averaged uh, 14.3 carries per game. Uh, He's been targeted uh, quite a bit, 5.9 times per game. He's had 75.5 yards per game. Um, There's a lot of upside with Damian Williams, uh, assuming he is the lead back. And I think it's... I think it's all but certain that he's the lead back. Yeah, to kind of put things in um, context here, too, I think, what did I see for Darwin Thompson rushing attempts? It's at one and a half, right? right? And he's the next listed player on Kansas City. <laughs> right. So what does that tell you? Yeah. Um, now, one that I find interesting, and maybe not even so much for the specifics of this bet, but just if this is the ever or this is ever the type of uh, prop that you would get in on. Longest rushing attempt for Damian Williams is at 13 and a half. Do you ever make plays on props like that? Or is this the type of thing you would stay away from? Uh, okay. So <laughs> it's, it's interesting. There are a few, yeah, a few uh, parts to answer this question. So one yep. is, uh, I, I don't feel like I have a strong enough of an awareness to think about the, um, the distribution of his rushes. Uh, to be able to make that number on my own, but uh, that wouldn't stop me <laughs> also from <laughs> from uh, betting on it if I just had some sort of like uh, instinct, like looking at a number and thinking, oh, like something like that feels too low. And also with uh, Sean Corner, aka the Odds Maker at uh, Fantasy Labs and Action Network. Um, he tends to create simulations and uh, make projections for numbers like this. So uh, I think that he has uh, an article or will have an article out that has a spreadsheet where you can plug everything in. You can plug in the numbers and then it will spit out what his uh, projected odds are for hitting that. Um, So if his spreadsheet tells me that there's value there, I will probably bet it. Got it. All right. Uh, nuanced answer there, but nonetheless, I accept it. Uh, finally, are you expecting um, Williams to score a touchdown? It's minus 140 uh, that he does not, plus 110 that he does. Let me see. I don't think his odds are as good as Mostert of scoring a touchdown. 
Um, but I still am projecting him to have a uh, a likelihood of scoring a touchdown. So yeah, what, I agree did, with what you. did you say the odds were? Uh, shoot, I already clicked off of it. Sorry. Um, oh, that's all right. Uh, hold on. I'm going to tell you in two seconds. Wonderful radio here. Um, it is opening up. I'm scrolling back down here for the play-by-play. All right, minus 140 uh, that he does not, plus 110 that he does. Yeah, I would... Uh... I would take that he does score a touchdown. Yes. Okay. Um, let's move over to quarterback here. Um, let's see. Which one do I find the most interesting here? I guess just um, Jimmy Garoppolo total passing yards. Um, the over is 239.5 or over under set at 239.5, one fif- negative 115 both ways. Say sorry. Say that number one more time. Uh, Two thirty nine and a half is the yardage. Yeah, I think and, that's. Yep. I think that's pretty good. Um, in the fantasy labs prop tool, we have him projected for two forty one. I personally have him projected for around two forty five, but like it's all kind of in the same vicinity. I don't see much value there. Yeah, and then um, actually, hold on. Let me take a quick look at what what I have in my um. In my model, we're putting um, Garoppolo. Yeah, I have him. Oh, I have him like maybe it's probably going to be. I still have to make a couple modifications, like seven to eight point or seven to like eight yards over that. So like I'd be inclined to take it, but I I don't know if I feel super great about doing so. Um, what about touchdowns for Garoppolo? It's set at one and a half. Um, and the. Over is minus 130. The under is plus 100. So basically, yeah. if you think he's if you think he's only going to throw one touchdown pass, I mean, I think that you, you, you feel decent about it. But I think it's, I don't know, it's hard to determine that there's only going to be one touchdown pass thrown. Yeah, uh, I would probably stay away from it. Um, if I were going just strictly on my number, I think there's some a little bit of value on the under. I have him projected for 1.4 touchdowns. So like very close to 1.5 and there's a plus number on the under. So I could, you know, I could see taking the under, but I haven't personally bet it yet. And, uh, you know, like in the fantasy labs player prop tool, we're projecting him for over. So like I'm just being pulled in two different directions there. And like, I don't feel there's enough value on it either way to bet it. Yep. Perfectly fair. Uh, let's move to Mahomes. Obviously, the more fun player to discuss of the two uh, in this aspect. So let's start off with uh, total pass completions. This one I find kind of interesting. The over under is at 25 and a half. And again, that's minus 115 both ways. 25 and a half. Half. Yep. Uh, this is not going to be all that interesting. I have 24.3. I don't really see much value there. Like one that uh, that does interest me with Mahomes is his passing touchdowns. Uh, I think you can find a couple different numbers out there depending on the books. Like some of them are setting it at one and a half. I think one book has set it at two. And then you can maybe find like alternate, like I've seen two and a half out there. Um, This is a really tough matchup going against the, you know, 49ers pass defense, which is, number one in the league, but, uh, you know, in the second half of the season, they were still allowing uh, a decent number of passing touchdowns and Mahomes in his 27 full games with wide receiver Tyree kill had a mean of 2.7 and a median of three touchdowns. 
Um, so I like the over wherever it is that you're finding it. Let's say like at one and a half, you might find a line of anywhere from minus 215 to minus 235. That's a decent amount of juice, but I still think it's worth it. Yeah. Now I just want to uh, mention one thing though, right? Like, and, and I'm sure that people have made the adjustment for this year. But um, if you're hearing like two for a line and you're thinking, oh my gosh, it's Patrick Mahomes, that sounds nuts. I do want to highlight that there were seven games this year where he went under two. Uh, so it's not like it's a complete slam dunk for him. And in terms of the completions, uh, he has had um, a number of games. And actually, as you might expect, those are fairly correlated with some of these touchdown games uh, where he did go under the 25. Not saying that I wouldn't touch it, but I do think it's worth pointing out that it might not be as much of a slam dunk as a casual fan might think. Uh, looking at yardage, 308 is where the over under is set. It's a pretty uh, ag- aggressive amount of yardage that you need to get to, I think. Yeah, I would if I had to take a side on that. I would bet the under. Um, I haven't bet it yet in part because I just really don't want to bet against Mahomes. Um, but like, you know, we have it set at uh, 299 at Fantasy Labs. I personally have it at 291, which feels low. Uh, I will probably increase that a little bit if I you know make some slight adjustments. But um, yeah, I would take the under there. That's that's a really high number. That's a really high number. Um, seven times this season is is the number of times he, he would have gone um, over that 308 mark. A lot of those came in, came in the beginning of the half of the season, too, when they were playing teams like um, Oakland and uh, Indianapolis, Tennessee, actually. They put up 446 on, which is pretty crazy. Um, and then recently, 340 against Denver. But another one that... Uh, I don't know if I'd feel super good about taking it, uh, especially if you're not making kind of a correction for some of the ways that this game could play out. Uh, you want to talk uh, receivers, Matt? Yeah, definitely want to talk receivers. Right. We'll talk receivers after I mention that uh, you need to make sure this week more than ever that you go to mybookie.ag, take advantage of getting in on all of these props, all the different things that they have to bet on. There's all of the fun stuff too, in addition to the game. So I'd get in on some of these player props. I'd get in on who I think is going to win the over under. I'd be betting on Gatorade. I would do it all. Uh, no better week to sign up than now. You can use our promo code RotoViz. Get a deposit bonus. Uh, you know you can trust mybookie.ag to have some of the absolute uh, best player perks in the business, best customer service, really super quick turnaround time on your payouts, and it's a site that you can trust. So again, mybookie.ag, you play, you win, you get paid. All right, so we talked a little bit earlier about the possibilities of what uh, Tyreek Hill could do. Before you looked at any of the specifics for this game, um, if I had asked you, what would be, you know, like an average type of performance for Tyreek Hill against admittedly a very good defense? What would you have said? Okay, so this is actually a a good question because it gets to something that's kind of key with Tyreek Hill. With him, there's a pretty big difference between his average and his mean, or sorry, his his average and his median. Um, So uh, an average performance for Tyreek Hill would be around like, let's say like, 80 yards or something like that but I think what he would do on like the 50 percentile mark like his median is much lower like around 65 to 67 yards fair enough okay so 
Um, let's get into some of the specifics now. So total receptions, I'm seeing a line that is set at five and a half with the over being minus 105 and the under being minus 125. Uh, how does that sit with you? Total receptions. Um, oh, sorry. One second. This is, I'm sorry. I was looking at that's fine. Uh, I have 5.4 as the number. So like, I'm not really touching him on the receptions, but I'll say like, I've already bet the under on his, uh, his yardage prop, which, you know, you can find anywhere from like 77 and a half to 79 and a half. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think he's going to go under that. Like he has the volatility clearly to go over that. Um, but this year he has a mean of 73.6 and a median of 67. So, uh, I'm, I'm taking the under. All right, that, I think that that is fair. Now, as far as touchdown scoring goes, um, do you think that uh, a line of minus 105 on he does, minus 250 that he does not? Oh, it's, sorry, that I was looking at first half touchdown. Uh, it's minus 105 that he does score a touchdown, minus 125 that he does not score a touchdown. I got to be honest, it's hard for me to picture this game without Tyreek Hill scoring a touchdown. Perhaps that's a short-sighted take, you know, not very scientific, but what do you think? Yeah, I have him projected for 6.2 touchdowns receiving, and then that doesn't take into account the uh, chance that he might have of scoring a rushing touchdown or even right. a return touchdown. So I think that's, uh, that there's some value there. Okay, um, I like that. Sticking with the Chiefs, um, Travis Kelsey uh, scoring a touchdown plus 115 that he does, minus uh, 145 that he does not. Yeah, let me get over to my uh, tight end tab. Uh, Kelsey, I'm not as optimistic on. Uh, I would take the under on touchdowns for Kelsey. Uh, one thing to keep in mind is that the um, the 49ers have the best tight end pass defense in the league. Uh, and part of that is scheme. Part of that is because of strong safety, Jaquiski Tart. And I know that um, in a vacuum, you want to think of Travis Kelsey as a a matchup proof player and for the most part he is but i think we should still expect him to be slowed down in this game uh and so i think that will mean probably fewer targets fewer receptions and as a result less likelihood of scoring a touchdown got it so if you saw a line that had his receiving yardage at 75 and a half are you going under yeah, I would uh, I would go under pretty easily. Yeah, and yeah. something that's correlated with that, there's one prop that I really like out there that is uh, a head-to-head matchup of Kelsey versus Kittle. Uh, yep. Because, as you said, like we do have the best tight ends in the league in this game, which is pretty cool. And no matter where you look, for the most part, I think Kittle is the underdog in that matchup, and I think he should probably be favored. Like If you look at what Kelsey has done over the past two seasons, he has a median of 77.5 yards. And over that same time, Kittle has a median of 77 yards. Like They're basically even, um, but I think Kittle has a, a much better matchup in this game. And Kelsey has as tough of a matchup as any tight end can have. So uh, I prefer Kittle. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I mean, also, if you just kind of zoom out and you look at these teams, uh, like we've talked about with things before, it's much easier to picture, I think, scenarios where the Chiefs can spread things balanced around. 49ers, if they can't go to Mostert, then it figures that Kittle will be the next guy that's going to have a big game. Um, So continuing along with Kittle, 
uh, where I am looking, 73 and a half is his receiving yards. Seeing that you like Kittle more than Kelsey, that's a similar yardage total. Would you be inclined to take Kittle on the over? It's uh, minus 115 either way. I would still be inclined to take the under. And I should say that I think like as a blanket statement. And so I have him projected for, uh, oh, this is uh, actually kind of nice. So I have him projected for 69.6 and uh in the fantasy labs prop tool. Uh, we also have him at 69.6. Uh, I like it when I can get, get close to what Sean corner is doing. Cause that means I probably won't lose money or I, yeah. I have a, I'm least, I'm less likely to lose money, but um, yeah, I, I think for the most part uh, unders tend to be the sharper side um, just in props in general, but then also for super bowl props in particular, uh, I think the numbers get inflated. You have two high-scoring teams going against each other. You have uh, more casual bettors entering the prop market, so the numbers tend to uh, push up even more because people want to bet on something to happen instead of like nothing happening. Um, so I think the sharp side is normally the under. And so uh, if I'm saying you know unders for a lot of these things, that's just because I think that's where the value is. Yeah. Now, you know, another interesting thing that I was kind of thinking as I sit here and look through, you can pretty much get touchdown props on, on every player. Um, I think it's fair to assume that more players are not going to score a touchdown than they are. So if you kind of look at the odds that you're getting, I think that's fairly exploitable. Have not looked into that completely. Am I misguided there, Matt? No, I think you uh, you want to look at all of that. Um, and so I wouldn't, I wouldn't blind bet. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, but, um, no, I, I think there's, uh, there, there's something to that. And I think if you, to, to kind of go along with this, um, if you look at the way that the chiefs get a lot of their production, they do it in chunk yardage. And so you could, uh, bet a lot of the unders on, uh, chiefs pass catchers and probably do pretty well because let's say even if Mahomes does go off, maybe one of his receivers goes off. Maybe like Tyreek Hill has 150 yards and hits the over on his yardage prop, but all of the other Chiefs pass catchers hit their under. Like that is a way that you could see this happening. Uh, And so, uh, yeah, I think the unders in general just tend to be, uh, tend to be the best. Got it. Final question that I have for you about uh, receivers here. Emmanuel Sanders, total receptions over unders at two and a half. Yeah, I don't um I don't like that number quite as much as I like uh the under for his um for his receiving yardage. And I should say like I I know I'm on the the negative side of this. Um just in terms of like I'm on the wrong side of the projections that we have at Fantasy Labs. Uh what is the number that you have uh that you're 41 and at? a half. 41 and a half. Yeah, 41 and a half. So we have him projected at Fantasy Labs for anywhere from like 44 to 45. Um, I I should say like I know in my own numbers of just kind of like running this, I have him projected for actually a little bit more than what we have at Fantasy Labs. But um, I don't care. I'm betting the under. <laughs> um, and a lot of it is just because he's been really volatile, really inconsistent. And so, like, my numbers tend to be based on averages instead of medians. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I'm just, like, mentally adjusting. So, since the 49ers uh, acquired Sanders via trade in week eight, um, he's, you know, ostensibly been the number one. But really, he's been playing number two behind Debo Samuel. Uh, he's had a median of just 29 yards receiving across his 12 games with the team. Um 
And on top of that, the Chiefs, although I don't think they're all that great in pass defense, they're much better in pass defense than they are in run defense. And they're pretty good at funneling targets away from tight ends and towards backs and, uh, sorry, away from wide receivers and towards backs and tight ends. So uh, no team held opposing wide receiver units to fewer receptions and yards than the Chiefs did during the regular season. So uh, I'm pretty pessimistic when it comes to Sanders. Like I could see how he has a big game, but in general, I'm betting against it. Got it. I think that's fair. Um, final question that we have going through these props, getting away from some of these player specific ones to what might be my favorite one to speculate over, uh, the Gatorade shower map, lime <laughs> green, yellow plus three twenty, orange plus 400 red plus one fifty, clear slash water plus 300 blue 500 and purple plus 1800. Plus 1800. Well, I mean, that's you just got to bet that. No, uh, yeah. honestly, with Gatorade, I have no idea. And last year, I looked um, at like maybe 10 different books to see if I could <laughs> I could arbitrage it enough, yeah. like betting one at one place, one at another place uh, and, you know, like lock in a win. And I came close to being able to do that, but I couldn't do it. And then there is like because it, one of the books had an option of like water. And so it was like, well, like I, I can't, you know, so anyway, um, I, I have no idea. Like, that's just like, that is pure, uh, pure blind betting. And, you know, like, uh, maybe it's fun, but I, I don't know. I I think they're, I think orange I saw, uh, like maybe last year, uh, Andy Reid got dumped in orange, but like, who knows what that really means. So, uh, yeah, yeah. my gut based upon absolutely nothing was saying dave go with orange but the lime green yellow one i think is interesting because i feel like that maybe gives you a little bit better of a chance because you're getting that green yellow in there like i don't know if it means a shade that's somewhere between yellow and green versus like going either way that's probably is what it means but nonetheless i think i'm dropping some money on orange yeah i'm probably not going to bet that (laughs) unless unless you know like i uh get some inside you know quote unquote inside information that uh I don't know. The Chiefs have like all of their Gatorade in an orange color or something like that. Yeah. Then like maybe I would bet it, but still, I would bet it knowing that whatever information I got could be crap and I might yes. lose money. So I'm probably not going to bet that. Well, I'll tell you why I, I I enjoy this bet a just because like, um, you know, it's completely ludicrous and there's no way that you can know it. But the thing that I really like is it gives you that one final thing that's really interesting to you in the game. You know, so like even if it ends up not playing out as a really great game to watch, which I'm hoping is not the case, it's still going to be fun to see, uh, you know, what color Gatorade gets dumped on the coach at the end. Yeah, uh, that's fair. And and, the, and then the thing is, it's like, well, what if I know what the Chiefs, like what their Gatorade color is, but uh, the 49ers win? <laughs> and it's like, OK, oh, well, I didn't even think about what color they might be throwing. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. So it's yeah, I'm just I'm going to stay away. But, uh, you yeah. know, hats off to everyone who uh, is degenerate enough to bet it because it is a uh, kind of fun thing to do. For sure. All right. So um, later this week, we're going to be back. We're going to be talking about. 2020 wide receiver prospects uh before we close down here though and gear up for that matt any closing thoughts on the super bowl that you wanted to share uh no just uh obviously be sure to shop around find uh find the best lines you can all right i like it um it's so just to confirm though it sounds like you are expecting the chiefs to win uh no actually i mean i'm okay i've already bet on the 49ers um i don't want to say that i think they should be favored 
but um, I don't know. Like, I think this is pretty close to a toss up. And when they've had D Ford, they have been, uh, I don't know. Their defense has just been incredibly stout. Uh, their defense is fully healthy. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I think the 49ers win this game. All right. That's fair. You know, I think this is one of those. If I start playing around um, with numbers and whatnot, I, I find myself more inclined to say San Francisco, but I would be going with my gut. I will be going with my gut in this one and, and expecting that the Chiefs are going to yeah. win. I mean, it's very much a toss up. Yeah, I, I probably. I to me, this is more of a toss up than we've seen in a couple of Super Bowls now. Granted, some of those didn't play out the way I expected. Yeah. But I mean, I think um, Seattle Patriots like I think that that closed as a pick them. Yep. You know, and it really was. It was it was a true pick them to the very end. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we will be back soon uh, talking through these wide receiver prospects. That will do it for this episode, though. And you can reach us at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at DaveCavenFF and at MattFTheOracle. Thanks to my bookie for sponsoring the show. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And as always, remember, it's not a fantasy if you believe it. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.